The phenomena of quantum physics force us to believe that the basis of the visible world doesn't rest on some material foundation, but on a realm of non-material forms that have the properties of waves, as though our world were afloat on an invisible ocean. Western philosophy was born in Greece in the years between 600 and 400 BCE. Basically, all the concepts and possible views of the world that have dominated the thinking of the Western mind originated at this time, when people were interested in finding some sort of primeval stuff, some primordial matter out of which everything else is made. It was the birth of materialism and of the concepts of elements and atoms. That is the idea that all things are made up of some tiny units of matter. If you take a material object and divide it into smaller and smaller parts, or so the argument went, then you will eventually arrive at a level where you can divide no more, no matter how sharp your knife is. This is the level of the indivisible constituents of things. Atomos in Greek means indivisible. In a constantly shifting and confusing world, the Greeks searched for something lasting and trustworthy, and they believed they found it in stuff, matter. If stuff is the source and basis of everything, then it isn't amazing that the word matter has a connotation with mother. This connotation isn't found in its Sanskrit roots, but in Latin. Matter is materia. Mother is Mater. Matter is the mother of it all, something sacred, and materialism is its religion. Quite generally, words trigger inner images in you and affect what you are thinking. Their hidden meanings aren't accidental. In the 6th century BCE, the city of Ilia in Italy was an important center of learning. At that time, one of its citizens, Parmenides, founded a school of philosophy whose teachings still affect us today. Parmenides added the concepts of space and time to matter. He asserted that stuff is eternal, indestructible and unchangeable, and fills space solid. This makes being and non-being the same as full and empty. To be means to fill space solid. If something doesn't fill space, it isn't real. These ideas dominated science for centuries. In his book on optics, Isaac Newton, for example, wrote about material particles that God in the beginning formed matter in solid, massy, hard, impenetrable, movable particles. This is exactly the point of view of the ancient Greeks. Newton took great pride in the fact that his science needed no hypotheses because he was dealing with facts. But it isn't clear how he knew for a fact the manner in which God at the beginning formed matter. He even went on to claim that the solid, hard, and impenetrable particles are so very hard as never to wear or break in pieces no ordinary power being able to divide what God himself made one in the first creation, and therefore that nature may be lasting. 
With Newton, the doctrine of materialism entered the physical sciences, and after that, public life. Its connection with God's will confirms the impression that it has religious roots. It is interesting that Newton spoke of elementary particles when he referred to the microscopic constituents of things. The roots of this word are related to the Latin particula, meaning a small part or little piece, and to partiri, which means to divide. You divide a thing, you end up with small parts, particles. It seems simple. The problem is that the concept implies that the particles that you find at the bottom of material things are as solid and permanent as the things that they form. But that isn't so. This is what we will have to work out in the rest of this chapter. The elementary particles at the bottom of things aren't lumps of matter in the ordinary sense of this word. As we shall see, they have wave-like properties. And the nature of these waves is closer to the nature of thoughts than things. So instead of calling them particles, it would be entirely justified to call these elementary building blocks elementary waves or wavelets. And since these wavelets have thought-like properties, it would be perfectly all right to call them elementary thoughts. In this sense, your body is made up of elementary thoughts.